Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman, and I am joined by... Apollo. <laughs> so, so we brought Apollo on because we have a special guest today that I think, uh, you know, he's, he's got some uh, vaccine history and has done a lot of research on some of the things that we're facing with the vaccine currently. Um, you've faced personally, Apollo. Yeah, yeah. My, my family's had a, a lot of... A lot of personal experience with uh, with some of the issues. I won't get into all of those right now because we we do have a guest, but you it led to us to uh, to doing a lot of research and and making an effort to be really informed. You uh, you, you do have this thing that was caused by just, yeah. I I, I he bite tries to bite his, he tries to bite his ear. He's been successful, which is why he's wearing the headphones so far forward, so you can't see the bite marks on his ear. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to say whether he is the one that. doing the bite. <laughs> The that was our secret, but but we have a we have a guest today, and um, you know we we had a pretty fiery conversation this morning about what was the cause of the things that that uh, were being discovered. Yeah, and so I spoke with uh, with this guest for for quite some time yesterday, um, and I asked him a bunch of questions. Uh, so. You know the the conversation turned into this morning. You know what are we what are we saying is really going on here? So we're going to let uh, our guest just explain ahead, what his experiences have been. Uh, so we have Richard Hirschman here with us. Uh, so why don't we bring him on? I want to li- let him uh, explain what's been going on, and then uh, we can talk a little bit about about what we think might 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 be actually happening. So can we bring Richard on? Hi, Richard. Welcome. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Joe and Apollo. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I tell you what, the things that I was seeing, and I had some pictures sent to me about a month and a half ago, um, that was, it was startling, the things that, we were, that, that, that were being shared. And I went back, and last night and this morning, I was just reading articles about things that you have said about, um, about what you're finding in deceased when you're doing the embalming process. So first of all, let's, let's have you introduce yourself to everyone, and then I'll, I'll run into some of those things. Sure. My name is Richard Hirschman. Um, I've been an embalmer, started my apprenticeship back in 2001, and, uh, and you know, got fully licensed uh, in 2004. So I've been around the business for about you know, a little over 20 years now. Um, I've seen a lot of things and, you know, here, uh, in the last, uh, in the last year, things have gotten very interesting as far as what I'm seeing uh, during the involvement process. And so let's just get right into it. You've, you've been doing this a long time, so you recognize patterns and then you woke up one day, we had the pandemic in 2020. Just tell us, tell us what, tell us, you know, when this kind of progression started. Right during the uh, during the pandemic itself, uh, back in uh, 2020, uh, we did notice uh, you know some increase in clotting. You know the clotting was more frequent than uh, than it had been in the past, um, but it was something that was even though it was it was it was it was a pain for us. It was still a manageable thing. Uh, January of 21, things got really busy for us. Uh, was dealing with a lot of a lot of uh, calls, and then by about the uh, the middle of uh, 21, I started noticing, and and I don't know if it just slowly happened because I was dealing with this so many times, but I started noticing more and more clots, not just your typical clot, but a clot that has this like fibrous material in it. I started noticing I was getting them uh, in 
veins, which is typical. We've always had that. But what was really strange was when I started seeing them in arteries as well. I still don't see them all the time in arteries, but I do see them often enough that it is definitely something is different. here. Something is not what it used to be. And uh, by in September, I ended up taking a, the first picture of this of this clot that I took out of a person that was so unusually large and so unusually. I mean, it was it was it was a lot of white, this white fiber stuff. And this this fibrous stuff is just becoming more and more commonplace. And so I started taking pictures to document what I'm seeing because a lot of people just wouldn't believe it when they when they see it. When they talk about a clot, they typically are looking or thinking about a typical blood clot, which, you know, often is like grape jelly. It's just a coagulation of blood vessels stuck together. Um, but when you, you you try to manipulate it in your hand, it typically dissolves and falls apart but these do not. So, so what's the, what's the outcome? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Can you, you know, could this lead to some of the things that happened to the people that you were embalming? Right. As the, um, this, the thing that was striking to me is the frequency of what I'm seeing. And I don't, I, you know, we don't, as embalmers, we don't determine that the cause of death, um, but I, I do often sometimes see, you know, these people are, you know, listed as heart attacks, strokes or, you know, whatever. But I started wondering, it's like, how can anybody live with this many clots running through their body? Surely it's got to be causing other problems or even if it's not killing them, it's got to be making, uh, you know, there are other issues, you know, it's much more, more complicated. So before, so just to give the, everyone a good idea of what you're talking about, Mr. Producer, can you put up image A3, please? Wait, wait, wait. Before you put that up, before you put that up, guys, you're going to be seeing some uh, things that some may be considered graphic. Um, so before we put this stuff up, you're going to be seeing some of the fibrosis veins and the blood clots. Um, and you, you might even, as you see this, see the leg of a deceased. So uh, viewer discretion is advised. If, you, if, if this is something you can't handle, please go to the audio version only or just turn your computer off. For yeah, and thank you. And just a, another heads up, uh, we will be playing a short video um, where it, it will be graphic. Um, so just do be prepared if you don't want to see that. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll announce it, right. but, but do be aware of that. I right, put up image A3. A3. So when you're talking about clotting now, um, you know, this is one of the, the pictures that, that you took. Um, can right. you explain the difference about what would normally you would see in simply coagulated blood versus what what yes. is being held uh, in the image? Typically, when you're looking at this image and you see that real dark, um, that dark area, that, that looks more typical of a blood clot. But when you know that, when you look at it, you'll start to see this this like whitish or creamy colored fiber that runs through it. That is what I'm talking about. What is different? These are just typical clots that I'm, I'm I'm getting out of the body. They these are not washed or rinsed off. It's just what comes out, and 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 I and I put some on my glove to take a picture of. The blood clot, this the one kind of, uh, there's one dinner in the middle of my glove. The dark stuff that you see is typical of a blood clot. This white stuff is not typical. Sometimes we might get some that have a little bit of uh, a yellowish thing. Uh, some people refer to it as like a chicken fat clot. But if you notice a lot of the other clots around there, they're they're long. They're, they're very long and, and they those when you rinse them off or wash them, they do not dissolve. They will not dissolve uh, in anything that I've found. And the blood clots do. Yes, the blood clots. If you notice, uh, ahead, take it down. Yeah, if you looked at that that photograph uh, towards the edge of some of those clots, you'll notice it looks like blood starting to run off my off of the glove. Yeah, that's what will happen if you rub those that blood. The blood it will uh, it will dissolve and and rinse away. So there are two questions. Just again, just to fill everyone in, in and to clarify. So first question, given like what we're seeing on screen, and we have some other images. Uh, again, viewer discretion advised that we'll put up. 
But what is the what are the size of these blood clots uh, versus what you would typically see before this all started? And how often would it would you typically get blood clots uh, in general versus what you're seeing now? Yes, we've seen blood clots. You know, our entire my entire career that that happens. Um, it's it's not all the time. It comes and goes. Sometimes it depends on the length of time when from somebody dies to you know. Sometimes they may be in refrigeration um, and the family hasn't decided whether they want embalming. So sometimes it may be a couple of days that uh, we get permission. And during those times, a lot of times we would run into some more clots. Um, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's extremely rare, but it, it isn't like common common i would say you know probably a handful out of a hundred bodies might be clotted um you know and again it depends on how long the person had been deceased between the time of death and time i do the embalming process but what i'm seeing now is strikingly it's it's just insane and it's not just that they're blood clots it's they're this fibrous material that's in there Typically, the blood clots, again, when I pull them out, look like uh, before the pandemic were mostly basically like uh, like like grape jelly, um, like the, the dark spot that you would see. And you, you can take some forceps and pull them out. Usually they fall apart as you're pulling them out because they're pretty uh, they're pretty weak. So, so let me let's put up image a two a two producer. Mr. Put up a two. So, so, yes. So these are blood clots, and inside of it is that fiber, those that white fiber you're talking about. Right down it, if you if if you if you're looking at this picture, you're going to see a whole bunch of little like specks. Um, I was talking to a doctor, and basically what he said: those small ones are are basically micro clots. Those are small, tiny clots, and he's concerned about those clots because they can get into your. He said they can get into your organs and start causing uh, issues um, like organ function. They won't receive as much blood flow and, and could lead to organ failure. But the uh, if you look in there as well, you'll see these like it looks like little strings all wrapped up in some of those things. Those are a little bit more developed. Uh, and that's again, that's that fibrous material that seems to be becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, with the bodies that I'm embalming. So the little specks, are you talking about the little white specks that are just around it? Or are you talking about the, w what specks are you talking about specifically? Because you see okay, the white it, specks it, it, you see that are just kind of floating around the, the dark blobs with the strings. Yes. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. The, uh, uh, the little white little specks are, are probably just little, you know, bubbles of air. It's okay. the dark specks. It dark looks specs. like, to me, okay. it looks almost like coffee grounds. Yes, okay. All right, just for the viewers, I want to make sure that they understood it because somebody was talking about the white specks, and I did not think that's what you were talking about. Okay, Mr. Producer, take yeah, that down. Right. Take that down. And now, just to, just to give people now a little bit, and uh, another disclaimer, this is going to be one of the, one of the more graphic images. Um, so I'll give you a couple seconds, but um, Mr. Producer, get ready to put up image A5. So this is an image which shows a massive clot. Um, in this case, it's actually the entire length of the leg as well as, as well as quite a few others. So we can go ahead now, Mr. Producer, put up image A5. Um, so explain, explain what we're looking at here. Yes, what we're looking at here, these are that? clots that, that came out uh, that I had to pull out. Some of these clots came out of the artery and some of them came out of the veins and they are very uh, unusual. Um, and you'll notice there's that long white fiber running along it, but you'll also see the purpley looking areas that is, looks more typical of a blood clot. And yes, you can pull some of those out, but it's this white looking fiber that kind of runs right through that thing which is so strange and unusual. I pulled these clots out of both the uh, juggler area and as well as the um, iliac region or the, uh, during, around the femoral artery. 
Now, th this particular person he took it out of, was this someone that was refrigerated for a long period of time? Is this someone that was... No, this is somebody that had, I um, mean, this person had only been deceased maybe two or three hours, I'll say the most, probably four hours. But another interesting thing, if you notice the leg itself, you don't see anything unusual. Like um, typically a lot of people that have serious blood clot issues or uh, deep vein thrombosis or some, the leg would be dark or really swollen or, and stuff like that. But this, the, the, you, you can kind of tell that the leg is typically a normal colored leg. It's, there's nothing really wrong with it. So I want to, uh, to, to illustrate Go what you're saying. Down. Yeah, take it down. Um, we're going to, final disclaimer here, we're going to play the video because uh, I want to I illustrate what we're looking at on screen. Um, and before we do, I'll give the viewers a few seconds if they do not want to watch this. And are you going to have Richard kind of go so play by play yeah. on the video? So yes. You're gonna, yes. Richard, you're going to tell us what you're seeing in the video for the audio version. Uh, guys, listen, if you don't want to see something, th there's a reason why we're bringing this to your attention. This is the new anomaly, right? It's kind of like the, the, the COVID virus. Um, you know, the, we're, we're giving you information. We're giving you truth, even though some fact checker organizations out there have said, oh, this isn't true. This isn't abnormal. Viewer discretion is advised. Mr. Producer, play the video. This is the iliac artery. And the clot coming out of the iliac. Normally, we don't see clots in the iliac, in an artery. Usually, they're in veins. Oh, my gosh. And I'm probably not going to be able to get it all. But this is not normal. Look at the size of this one. The big one came out of the vein. The small one came out of the iliac artery itself. So I mean, number one, that is—that's the one that was on the table. That's essentially the entire length of the leg. Is, is that correct? No, that was that was a different body, but it's kind of the same scenario. That again, the reason why I took that video is because so many people uh, that are in the medical field, typical people, probably wouldn't understand this. But I had received a lot of comments, like you know, and and. Uh, a, you know, a clot in the artery, that's not really heard of that often. It's, it's extremely rare. Well, if it's extremely rare, how come I can sit there and take pictures and video of one of these things? So that was not the same. That was not the same body. But that was me prior to the embalming process of pulling that, those, those two clots, that big thick one came out of the vein that big long one the video was me pulling one out of the actual artery itself and that's prior to embalming this is not you know this is prior to embalming there's no chemicals involved this is me cutting into the vessel seeing it and i happen to have an assistant with me on that day i said look let's take a video of me doing this because there are people that will say that that doesn't happen and the only way to to, to show that it does was to you know show the proof of it um, I, you know, that's a hard video even for me to watch and I'm the one that, 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 uh, was there doing it. But, uh, the other picture had one of those in the artery as well. And if you were to rinse that blood off, you'll end up with a lot of white material. So, and, and the other thing that I do know is that, uh, particular, uh, person I do know because I do not always know who's vaccinated or who's not, but I, I happened to talk to the uh, funeral director and he had asked the family and yes, that person was vaccinated. So it seems like these are tying together. Yeah. So I want to, I want to get back to the, the fiber material because we have an image, but before that we got to read an ad real quick. So bear with us for one moment. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by air Medicare network. I've often, often told you guys that I am a member. Um, I, I'm probably, I probably need it more 
for fire insurance than most people do. Um, but if you live in a rural area, if you travel a lot, if you hike or spend time outdoors, um, health insurance doesn't always cover the cost of an air medical transport. So to keep, uh, you know, and they can range somewhere between $20,000 and $50,000 or more. Um, for as little as $85 a year, you can cover your whole household um, in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There's also another section where you can sign up to have them fly you back so it takes the burden off your family if you're in a different state. Um, if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use the offer code daily, you'll receive up to $50 e-gift card. It also has an um, Amazon gift card. Please don't use that. We don't want to support Amazon. I will say it every day and twice on Sunday. We want to we want to make sure that we support um, our communities, and Amazon is not our community. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com/daily, use promo code daily, and you will receive up to a fifty dollars e gift card when you sign up today. G great great organization. So now to jump back in, uh, Mr. Producer, if you could put up image A6, because I know you you've said and we we've mentioned this like fibrous material, and you've mentioned the texture of of these clots. So can you explain what we're looking at here? Yes, that image um, prior is, is, are the clots, the majority of them, because some of them end up slipping away and they'll wash down the drain. But that one image where you showed along the leg, all those different clots, this is what it looks like after I rinsed the majority of all of the blood off of them. Uh, it, it, this is this is what's left this will not dissolve this is the stuff that i'm referring to when i'm talking about these strange and unusual clotting that i'm having it's this fibrous material and this is the material that i'm talking about sometimes it's this big sometimes it's bigger sometimes it's smaller like that other image where it looked like there were some coffee grounds around it but if you wash and rinse the blood off of them you end up with this material in there and talking with some doctors it sounds like um, it, it's leaning towards this is probably a fibrin, but what then the next question would be, why is there so much fibrin in a body that's causing this kind of clotting? And that's for experts to determine, not myself. Take this down. So, so it's interesting that you said that you, you don't always know if somebody is vaccinated or not vaccinated. And you ask right. the question, are you starting to ask the question more on whether or not people are vaccinated or not vaccinated? Are you trying to collect any sort of documentum where you're keeping some sort of um, that list, I guess, or, or, you know, just, you know, the, the, yeah, I always like data, right? Data is really important. So this person was, that was deceased on Tuesday by Tuesday afternoon. We had, we had started the embalming process. This person was in the freezer for a week. I don't need to be, you know, uh, insensitive when I say that, but that they were in a, a cold storage for a week. And here's what I found. Are you, are you collecting the information like that currently? I'm trying to, uh, I am asking more often to the funeral directors. I don't meet with the families. See, that's one of the reasons why I don't get this data. Uh, some funeral directors feel strange about discussing this with the families because as this gets more and more attention, more and more people are starting to get nervous about it because imagine the spouse of one of these people and you want to start getting this information and you know they may have gotten the same vaccine on the same day so it's a touchy subject it really truly is and and it's got to be hard uh for some people to ask these questions but we're trying to get people more comfortable with just asking the questions in just you know conversation when they're making the funeral arrangements and and the ones that i do get the answers to i do document that on my computer um just because i'm trying to gather the data as well and so and and i just want to ask a, a couple more more background questions so i mean we've, we've talked number one the the size of the clots the the material uh i mean i know you mentioned fibrin but when you wash the clots off the or the clots off that's not blood there that that is clearly some kind of tissue right i mean there's at least something going on that's highly unusual can you i know you've you mentioned that a lot of the bodies that you are seeing are of course uh you know elderly maybe in their 60s but are you seeing this in in other age groups as well are, are you seeing this purely in in the elderly uh you know what exactly are you seeing in terms of the the demographics of the of the people you're finding these in 
Yes, I, I the the youngest that I can recall off the top of my head was in their thirties. Um, that would have probably, you know, been about three months ago or so. Um, I know that person had been vaccinated, and uh, you know, I know they had gone to you know the doctor, and and they didn't you know seem to find anything wrong with the person, and they sent her home. And I end up embalming the person, and sure enough, a lot of these clots are coming out, these white fibrous tissues. It is more common in the older, uh, in the older population, um, but I don't know why that would be, if it has something to do with, you know, younger people's bodies are, they're more healthy, and they can, um, their livers maybe produce more enzymes that can break this stuff down. I, I have no idea why that is. You'd have to have a pathologist to find that kind of answer, those kind of answers out. You know, uh, I've I've read a bunch of, of articles, and you've never said, you know, and and I think that I'm going to ask you a question after this, but you've never said it it is 100% the vaccine. It's 100% caused by COVID. You you never said that. You said, look, I just want to raise the alarm that this is happening. And give people an opportunity because there there may be some sort of of thing that could happen in the medical world where we could we could look into somebody's body before they're deceased, right? I mean, is that how you feel? Yes. Like if, maybe we could get ahead of this, and some of these people wouldn't die prematurely. Joe, you know, I'm so glad that you bring that up because a lot of times it gets it gets kind of pushed around, and there are some people saying that I'm 100% saying that it's the vaccine, and that is not the case. Yeah. I don't know 100% that it is. I don't have all of the data. All I know is this is different. Something's different. Could it be vaccine related? Yes. Could it be virus related? Yes. Could it be something else? Potentially something's wrong. This isn't normal. I've been reached out by other embalmers. They're struggling with the same issues. And these people are being buried. And it's the vaccine we or whatever is we find out what the cause is. Again, I don't even I can't even 100% say it's these clots killed the person because there's people that are living have a blood clot and they get treated and they get through it. Right. But if these people are going to the hospital and they're having issues, medical issues, then maybe doctors need to start looking a little bit more into the clotting factors of people, even if they're younger, that wouldn't fit the mold of a person that would have clotting issues, such as an older person. And so, so, if we can find out that there's something there, we can maybe treat it and help, help save people's lives. So, so I want to I want to go to this real quick, and I'm going to read this while you're on here. And this just this is just a, a letter that was written to the Department of Defense. Oddly enough, Secretary Austin by um, Ron this is, John. Uh, image A9, Mr. Producer. We'll start with A9. I'll start reading it, and then we'll go to A10 all the way down the line. So this this is a letter written on February 1st um, by Ron Johnson, uh, uh, Congressman Johnson. So it says, on January 24th, dear Secretary Austin, on January 24th, 2022, I held a roundtable featuring world-renowned doctors and medical experts who shared their perspectives on COVID-19 vaccine efficacy and safety in the overall response to the pandemic. At that roundtable, I heard testimony from Thomas Renz, an attorney who was representing three Department of Defense whistleblowers who revealed disturbing information regarding dramatic increase in medical diagnosis among military personnel. The concern is that these increases may be related to the COVID-19 vaccines and that our servicemen and women have been, manda have been mandated to take. Go to A10. Um, based on the data from the Defense Emergency Epide Epidemiology Database, the EMED, uh, Renz reported the whistleblowers found a significant increase in registered diagnosis on DMED for miscarriages, cancer, and other medical conditions in 2021 compared to a five-year average from 2016 to 2020. For example, at the roundtable, Renz stated the registered diagnosis for neurological issues increased 10 times from a five-year average of 82,000 to 863,000 in 2021. There were also increases in registered diagnosis in 2021 for the following medical conditions. Hypertension had a 2,181% increase, disease of the nervous system, 1,048% increase, malignant 
neoplasms of esophagus, 894 percent increase, multiple sclerosis, 680 percent increase, malignant uh, neoplasms of digestive organs, 624 percent increase, uh, Guillain Barr syndrome. Yeah, so that's Guillain Barre syndrome. It's a it's a yeah. typically rare in, uh, immune disorder where the immune attacks the nervous uh, tissue. Um, 551 percent increase. Breast cancer is 487 percent increase. Uh, so this is demyelinating. This is also really concerning. So this is referring to you have myel. They're called myelin sheaths on your nerves. Yeah. And what they're seeing happening is these sheaths are actually degrading, which yeah. is going to completely destroy people. And it, it's similar to it's like ALS. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. like ALS. Exactly. Um, malignant neoplasms of thyroid and other uh, endocrine glands. Four hundred seventy-four percent increase. Go to the next um, page, please. Um, female infertility increased 472%, pulmonary embolism 468% increase, migraines 452% increase, ovarian dysfunction 437% increase, testicular cancer 369% increase, and uh, tachycardia. Tachy tachycardia, sorry, I was going to 302% increase. Renz, put it back up, Mr. Producer. Put it back up, Mr. Producer. Uh, thank you. Uh, Renz also informed me that some DMED data showed registered diagnosis of myocarditis had been removed from the database. Following the allegation that DMED data had been doctored, I immediately wrote to you on January 24th requesting you preserve all records referring related or reported to DMED. I have not heard, I, had, I am yet to hear whether you have complied with this request. Next one, Mr. Producer. At um, at the roundtable, Renz revealed the name of the brave whistleblowers who uncovered this information in DMED, Dr. Samuel uh, Sigalov, Peter Chambers, and Teresa Long. Any retaliatory actions taken against these individuals will not be tolerated and will be investigated immediately. In order to better understand what, if any, awareness DOD has about COVID-19 vaccine industries to service members, I request you provide the following information. And now DOD is asking for excuse me, now they're asking for, is DOD aware of increase in registered diagnosis of miscarriages, cancer, and other medical conditions in DMED in 2021 compared to a five-year average from 2016 to 2020? If so, please explain what actions DOD has taken to investigate the root cause of the increase of these diagnoses. Have registered diagnosis of myocarditis and DMED been removed from the database from January 2021 to December 2021? If so, please explain why and when this information was removed and identify who removed it. Please provide this information as soon as possible, no later than February 15, 2022. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Uh, it, is, it, is noted, down. it is noted, by the way, Richard, that they did not comply with this yet, and they have not released that information to Ron Johnson's office. So and so, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I, so this is this is really significant. Number one, because we've heard a lot of uh, back and forth, and you can comment on this if you'd like, Richard. Um, but we they've been, you know, bringing up issues with myocarditis. We're seeing you know all, all of these athletes dropping dead, uh, and they they continue to to they lie and they continue to say that all this data isn't viable. It's not. It doesn't matter. They dismiss the VAERS database. Uh, you know, for, oh, it's voluntary, it's not accurate, it's not this. DMED is like a gold standard of, uh, of a database. Like, this is highly, highly uh, published. They refer to this all the time. And basically what this is is you have all the military servicemen, and they basically anonymize it and make it very easy to search through. There's no way that they can say that this data isn't valid. And with the amount of increases in all of those issues, which are staggering and, and frightening issues, and there's so many of them, compared to a five-year average, and we're just seeing them now after they've been mandating these shots. Uh, I mean, we, we can't say what's going on, but how does, how does something like that happen? No one's acting on it. The military is still, if they're, if they're having an issue like this and they even believe that it might be related to the vaccines, in the interest of battlefield effectiveness and the health and safety of Americans, what are they doing not even, not even raising an issue? And then how do they, they alter the database? What possible reason could they have to alter the database? What, what, what are we <laughs> that looking at? That sounds really interesting. You know, it's interesting. Looking yeah. at that list, they're talking about thrombosis, and, you know, that's blood clotting. And one, one image I showed where the, the smaller ones were bigger grounds, you know, that I spoke to. He's like, these big clots are pretty, pretty, pretty alarming. But what he was more concerned about were these small little ones these little tiny fibrous clots because they can get into the organs and they can create more health issues. So why would they want to try to cover this up? 
they're the ones that mandated this stuff on people. They don't want to take responsibility for what happens to them. Let's cover well, and, it up. Yeah, and so I mean, you, there's so there's a wide array of of issues going on, uh, and and of specific disorders listed there. I mean, I, I'm not going to claim anything right now, but I mean, hypothetically, if you have those kind of clots somehow being created or or accumulating in the bloodstream, and they're going in the arteries, which is already unusual, but I mean that. Uh, those types of clots, they could literally cause every issue on that list. If it goes into Everyone. a woman's reproductive tissue, if you start having decreased blood flow, uh, I mean, you could, strokes, heart attacks, the liver, kidney, lungs, everything. It, it could absolutely cause all of these issues, uh, potentially. And then it's it's extremely strange to go back to the, the, the tissue. Uh, what was really striking to me when I was talking on the phone with you uh, is... In that image where it's the entire length of the leg, and we saw you pull one out of that, out of an artery, how is it possible that there was no signs of necrosis? That there's no, uh, there's no signs of, of a lack of blood flow to the, uh, to that limb. It, it doesn't make any sense. And I mean, if yes, that's I spoke with a doctor that I spoke with a doctor that kind of explained how that can happen, and um, he should see an image where. Uh, I guess a doctor is, he says that somehow it rides some, it's riding in the, in the, in the circulatory system, in the vascular system, and there's still blood flowing around it. So that would mean that this clot has to be growing there for a while. It would have to, but be there's growing. blood flowing around it. That's why he said sometimes when that happens, there'll be no signs of, of, um, of swelling or pain which I found well, it, alarming. It, it is alarming, especially with all of the reports that we're seeing of people who are otherwise healthy and would, don't have any signs. I mean, we've put so many of them on the show already in the, in the past couple of months of healthy individuals, and they kind of feel weird, and then they lay down and they just die. Uh, they, they die in their, in their recliner, uh, in their living room. And, I mean, if, if, if the, something like that isn't causing signs where someone would, would look and someone like you who finds the issue because you have to have the circulation to run the fluid for the evolving process. I mean, how many of these people could be being overlooked just because there's no signs to indicate that that's what actually killed them? And as I saw my numbers of people that keep on having uh, all these clots and these strange part of me, is, you know, um, conscience is starting to get to me. It's like, what if they're not dying of just something that's typical? What if it's this that's causing it? And we need to get to the bottom of what this is. And yeah, I'm hoping so that I'm hoping that with people coming out, like, you know, I, I, I hope that others will start to come out. I've had people reach out and, and, and I get what I call silent support. They see it. They know it. They feel for me. They, they're, they're understanding. They're embalmers. And yet they don't want to go on record. And I, and I understand, you know, there's a, a little bit of a fear of putting your face out there and your name out there and becoming public about it. Well, I mean, that, that leads us down to the question. Have you um, gotten any blowback? Have you had any, any threats? Have you had any um, attacks on you personally or your family? Have you had to, been endured any of that at all? Surprisingly, no. That's one of the biggest fears I had starting. And I'm not saying it won't happen as more and more traction to this story comes out but um you know so far i haven't had any serious blowback from this now so, so one of the things that did come up is that early on they or not early on but later on in the in the progression of things that we learned about the covid 19 virus is that they told people to take an aspirin so so there is there is an opportunity that the the vaccine because it's injecting this into your body they, they, they know that the COVID-19 has a propensity to cause blood clots. I mean, they, they've said that. And now they're injecting yep. people with a, you know, mRNA, you know, vaccine, and it's going into their body, that it could be, you know, there could be some, something that, that correlates to this. Maybe it's, you know, synthesizing the, the rate at which the blood clots happen. Maybe it's adding the fibrins to the, to the body. I mean, there's a lot of different things that could happen. But... There could be a core. I mean, it seems to me like there's a correlation. I want to be really careful not to say there is a correlation, but I also want to call out, and I think that's what you're doing, call out the medical community to say, why aren't you looking into it? We could save a lot of lives here. 
Is the object not to save lives or is the object to save lives? Got to, we got to figure out which way it is. Well, I, I want to just say, I mean, we, there's, we can't say there's a causation because I have no idea what I'm looking at when I look at those clots. But, I mean, there, there's clearly a correlation, uh, at least in the timing. I mean, because, and I, I just want to ask this, and again, I don't know what's going on. I really, I really can't say. It, it, it's a little bit striking, and it, it's, it's, it's definitely something that we need to figure out because there's so many lives at stake now. And in so many other ways, we've seen how, how far this lie has gone. Uh, but were you seeing any of these, you know, back in the beginning of the pandemic in 2020? Not these virus clots, no. But an increase in clotting, yes, I did see an increase in clotting. But it wasn't, it wasn't to this extent. Um, it was, it was so. It, I did not. It, the clotting was an issue. I recognized it during the COVID, as far as you know, typical blood clots. You know, but they were more often. And so even then, uh, I started taking an aspirin every day because I know aspirin is a is basically a blood thinner. Um, and I to this day am taking an aspirin. I don't know if it will help prevent this um, this fibrous type clotting or not. I have no idea. Um, personally, I'm not vaccinated. Um, that was a choice that I made because I had COVID earlier, uh, around May or June of 20. And when the vaccine came out, I was offered it and it was, it was, you know, you had to put yourself on a list in the beginning. And I was like, well, I've already had it. I'd rather somebody else get it. If that's, if, you know, if, if it's going to help them, I would relied on my natural, uh, antibodies. So that's the reason why I haven't done it. And I'm glad I didn't because now I'm concerned that it's causing these problems. And it, and it affects me because I have friends and family that are vaccinated. And, I, and, and there's too many people that are kind of close to home that starting to have some health issues. And, and I'm, I'm worried for them. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, give you the last word. Um, uh, we've we've got a kind of a, a big thing that just came up related to this that Max is going to report on, reporting on, and I think it's important that he bring him in. And I don't want to take any way a time away from you, but we'll give you the last word, and we'll have you back on, Richard, as things start to progress. We we definitely want to elevate this story. Um, we we we've actually talked to other. Um, morticians and they're saying the same thing we've had a couple of them say well if you can hide my face or my voice i'll speak and i'll provide you pictures and documentation so i just want to say first of all thank you before i give you the last word thank you because your speaking out is giving them the maybe not the same sort of confidence or the same sort of courage but it's giving people courage and i believe courage is more infectious than fear and you're doing a good job of bringing that to the forefront last word to you richard well, I just want to say thank you to both of you for, for wanting to bring this forward. Again, I can't 100% say what is causing this, but if we can get to the bottom of what's causing this, then hopefully we'll be able to save a lot of lives in the future. And I just want to say thank you again, Joe and Apollo. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for your God time. Bless you. God bless you, Richard. I really we'll appreciate it. We'll be in touch. It. Thank you. So, so, I, so I want to bring this up because I think it's important. Um, I think it's important, and that is, um, you know, I, I said that we had, a, we had a very tense conversation as a team this morning, and that conversation was on, and Max is right, he, he just, he didn't know, he didn't know enough about it, and he didn't know enough about the process. We brought ourselves up to, up to speed really quickly on this, um, but we don't want to cause panic either. And because we reach a large number of people, we want to bring it out. This is not a story. It's not the first time this story has been told. We're telling the story after doing an immense, I've done a lot of research. I am talking to other morticians. I've had people send me pictures from all sorts of places saying, hey, look at this, look at this. Not from necessarily Richard's perspective. But we, we, I think that as, a, as a, a society, we have an obligation to look into things that are killing our fellow countrymen. We have an obligation to it. And I think that the fact that they're not even curious, they're not even curious about it, I think is the thing that bothers me the most. So I'm, I'm gonna do another ad read for one of our other sponsors, a really good sponsor, and then we're gonna bring Max in and we're gonna talk about some of the information that he's been uncovering uh, related to some of the cowards, uh, the, the rhinos, the people that basically align with the radical left as well. Um, uh, 
So we'll be talking about that as well. Our partner, Enterforce, gives you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F-450 Gooseneck trailer, Cannon Maverick, and 20000 in hardcore cash. Uh, Conservative Daily listeners can get two things. One, you can get 1,000 uh, bonus entries for any purchase made using the promo code CD21. That's CharlieDavid21. Um, or you can get an extra 10% off using promo code CD10. That's CharlieDavid10. Um, there's two things that happen here, and the reason why we chose them as a sponsor the first of which is is that they support the veterans um, with this program. They do a lot of support in the veteran community to give back to those veteran nonprofits. Secondarily, we are helping for with the uh, January 6th prisoners, and frankly, we want to donate a bunch of money to them, and it will be a significant amount that we'll be donating. So um, it, I, I do want to tell you, this. see this shirt right here? Let's see if I can show you this. So uh, this just came in. I want to. I just bought this oh, there. Let's go, Brandon. And on the back it says Enter Force down the back. Great sweatshirt, high quality. Um, and I want to thank him for for rushing it out there because I'm going to go play this weekend. And I, I said I want my Let's Go Brandon shirt. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in a, a, a wholly liberal environment. I want people to see it bright and right across my chest. So um, you can also get this sweatshirt there as well. Go to Enterforce E N R F O R C E dot com. That's E N R. F-O-R-C-E dot com. And um, by the way, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter to win, and no purchase or payment will improve your chances of winning. Um, so got, we, we got that out. Is Max back on now? Is he on? Let's go ahead and bring Max in, because we're, we're talking about a vote that happened, and the bill is now on uh, um, uh, Emperor Biden's uh, desk to be signed. Max. Hey. Yeah, Wait. so uh, we're surrounded by cowards in Washington, D.C. You've been doing research all morning, four. all night. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty shameful. So as we've been covering the last couple days on the show and with our fax blast, the deadline for Congress to pass a new spending bill was today. And I know that's not a hugely sexy topic. It doesn't get everyone all hot and bothered and excited. But this is one of the times during the year where Congress can exercise its power of the purse and stop what the executive branch is doing. So this was a bill to fund the government. They passed a continuing resolution, which kicks it down the road to, I think, March 11th, which is conveniently just in time for the once Democratic senator they're missing to come back. But they had an amendment. It was a Mike Lee amendment. Ted Cruz worked on it. And it was introduced yesterday to shut down the funding for every single one of Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. And it failed. It failed because Republicans refused to show up. If four Republicans refuse to show up. Yes. And there, yeah, and four of them. We have the picture. Uh, Mr. Producer, go ahead and put the picture up. We have four traitors to show you. Yep. Well, the one at the very so top, Max, why don't you just go through and tell us who these people are? Sure. Um, so there's obviously Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, Mitt Romney. Bottom left, that is Richard Burr of North Carolina. And bottom right, that is Jim, Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma. So they were all absent. Now, I'm trying to track down why they were all absent. I know that Lindsey Graham is in Jerusalem right now, so he says he's traveling overseas. But here's the deal. We knew this deadline was coming. We knew that this was the day they were going to pass a bill months ago, right, when, when they passed the previous continuing resolution. So he did. it wasn't a spontaneous trip. This was a trip that Lindsey Graham had planning with, and uh, he just didn't care. And here's, here's the real kicker, Joe. But had we he, shown, take had it he not shown up, I apologize, Max, had he not shown up and the other three showed up, we would have been able to defeat it. Well, yeah, here, here's the real kicker. Four Democrats were missing yesterday. Four of them. There are, there are four no votes. So all you needed was for two of these Republicans to show up. If two of these four had shown up and voted yes on the amendment, every single one of Joe Biden's vaccine mandates would have been defunded. It would have been done. Or the government would have shut down until the House agreed to do it, right? But because all four of these people refused to show up, these cowards, these traitors, because they refused to show up and vote, Democrats were able to block this amendment by a vote of 47 to 46. That's how close it was. That's how close it was. And now where's the bill? The bill is on Biden's desk because, President I mean, this is, part, this is part of the reasoning behind this. The House had passed a, a version of this bill weeks ago. So if the, if the Senate changed it, it would have gone back to the House. And the House, what they usually do is they go out of session. They're saying, screw this. Um, we gave you a bill. Take it or leave it. If you don't, if you pass a different bill, that means we would have to vote on it again. But guess what? 
we're on vacation, so we're not here. So either you shut down the government or you take what we give you. That's another element of this, of the hardball. But at the, at the bottom of all of it, it's Republicans refusing to shut down the government to do what they said they would do, to fight for what they say that they believe in, right? To protect your rights, your liberties. And it's not a coincidence that the same day they voted to allow all these vaccine mandates to remain funded, that the Marine Corps discharged something like 600 Marines for not getting vaccinated. They did approve a couple of exemptions, but as we've seen in previous cases, everyone that they approved the religious exemption for was already on their way out the door, either retiring or not re-upping in their enlistment. And we, so they we were going to be that, gone in a matter of weeks anyway. Yeah, we had that conversation with Brittany, and she was yeah. fighting for, I mean, you have over a half a million people in the military right now that have applied for exemptions, a half a million yeah. people. It's not a small number. A yeah. half a million people that have applied for exemptions, and they, they issued a little over 600. And many of those people who have been waiting for their religious exemptions yeah. got the one shot. They got the J&J shot just to not lose their, their status. But they're counting on these religious exemptions actually being heard so they don't have to get more boosters. Right. Right? I mean, just right. because some of these people have gotten vaccinated doesn't mean that their fight is over because they, they picked the lesser of the evils in their opinion. And they did what they had to do in their opinion to keep their jobs. But they yeah. still are exercising their religious freedom. They're still saying, no, no more boosters, no more second dose, no more third dose, no more fourth, fourth dose. But they're kicking people out, Joe, before they're even ruling on the exemptions, before they're even giving uh, responses. And the responses that are coming down are form letters. They have been written by some admiral, some general in the Pentagon, hasn't even reviewed their file. They're just blanket denials. So... It's really shameful. None of this needs to happen. None of this has to happen. We had the ability yesterday. If every Republican showed up and voted, these mandates would be done. Every single one of them. But they didn't. It's the same thing over and over and over again. We face the same sort of oops. It looks like incompetence. It looks like, oh, I'm, oops, I missed that oops. But it's done on purpose to, in order to basically hand off things to the radical left. And, and, and this, is, this has to do with a, a simple, my body. Like, you're not putting something in my body that's killing people. And the part of the episode that you missed, it was very informative about the mortician, uh, Richard Hirschman. He, he never came out and said, by the way, I just want to be clear. He never came out and said it was the vaccine, never came out. And he was very, very measured on the entire thing. And I just said, look, I think what you're asking for is an obligation for them to look into it, Right. I mean, if, if you want us to have trust in the government, give us, give us the ability to trust you. I can't trust you on elections. I can't trust you on the origins of COVID-19. Right? We can't trust you on these things because you lie about it. And then you support each other. But give us a reason to trust you as to why we should not be concerned. Because if this is in your body, Max, if this is in your body, right, and you get an opportunity to find out that, hey, you have fibrins in your body and it could kill you and that you have blood clots and they could do something about it, don't you want to know before you're dead? Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, all we're asking for these people is to put lives first. I mean, you know, it's all it's all this rhetoric. I mean, you're talking about it's a show. I mean, it's like watching scripted football. It is absolutely. Like, like that, that's exactly football. what we're watching. Like it's a play. Uh, you mean like the Super Bowl? Yeah, like the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like the oh, flag there, flag there. Yeah, it's like flag the Super there. Bowl. What? No, like yeah, oh like no, that. no, we missed the pass. Oh, the other team scored. Let, that, that's what we're watching. And all, all, yeah. all people are asking for, all that Richard is asking for, I think, is put lives first. Stop putting rhetoric first. Stop saying that we're here to protect you. Stop saying that the government knows best. We, you know, we want to keep you safe from COVID. We want to protect our the government. Young doesn't our know best. It's a lie. That's a, that's a that's a surprise to me. I always thought government knew best. I thought they knew what was best. For that's all what us. I learned yeah, in no, school. We, we got to figure it out, right? Because there's not enough data to figure out why this is happening. We know that COVID-19, the disease itself, can cause blood clots. So we, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of research by people who are much more knowledgeable than me, figuring out why this is happening now, whether it's the vaccine or COVID, the disease itself, or any number of other issues, right? Um, but it's certainly, certainly suspicious enough to warrant that extra examination. And the fact that they're immediately coming out and fact-checking it when the facts really aren't known. We don't know. Right, they're they're trying to fact check the unknown. It's pretty obvious, but well, again, it all have, really we, comes there's down. There's all the CMS data, the DMED data. I mean, and then they and then they drop the ball on the bill. I mean, come on. So, yeah. so I want I want to point this out if I can, and I think this is important because I had a long conversation with a uh, uh, a uh, reporter from the Guardian, uh, Hugo Lowell, 
and Hugo called me yesterday and said, hey, I want to talk to you about this meeting that happened on January 6th. Um, and can you elaborate on it? And I was like, well, I don't really feel that comfortable going through all the information with you, but I'll give you a little bit of information related to it and try to tell you about it. But I, I said, Just if you'll answer anything. some questions for me. Well, look, at some point. On the town sand. At, at some point, you know, what he said was revealing. What he said was, it, it actually was like an aha because I asked him the question. I go, let me ask you a question. He goes, well, my publication leans left. You know, The Guardian leans left. And I go, yes. Um, number one. He gave me some interesting insight into some of his competitors that write articles and how they write articles and the veracity of those entities. And I won't go into that, but I'll let you read between the lines. But I asked him, I go, why are you not curious? Why, why are you not curious? And I used election fraud as an example. I said, why are you, with all of the evidence that's out there, why is it that we can't get you to write fairly and be curious about all of this data? And he goes, well, Joe, you know what your problem is on your side? And I was like, no, what is it? He goes, you're lumped in with a bunch of nutballs. <laughs> so you got people that are out there that are talking. So are they. And we get, no, no, but, but, but we, give, we give veracity to when we start talking about the, the proof, we, we give people that, frankly, have no business. Uh, Mary Fanning. Uh, uh, Hutton. Doug. Sorry? Hutton. Hutton. <laughs> oh, by the way, who Hutton got on, and, and I saw this post from somebody yesterday. Hutton got on and and with Patrick Byrne and saying we found all the information and how it happens in the machines and and uh, they filled in gaps right with ballots and they're and we and will show it to you with four easy payments of nine ninety nine. Use no, the credit card link in the no, description. No, no, no. Oh, listen, listen. Uh, that's it's what Byrne is doing. His information. He's hiding everything behind a paywall. It's not his information. It's not his information. It's not his data. He stole it. They both stole the information. And I know where it came from. But they stand up there and say, oh, we have discovered it. No, you haven't discovered shit. You've discovered nothing. That information came directly through a group of people that worked day and night. And you know how much, you know how much credit he gives them? Zero. You want to know why? Because he wants to be the guy that finds the Holy Grail in Nova Scotia. So I, I want to address this because I think it's important. I don't care if Jovan is, is right. Or wrong. I care about the fact that he represents something that he knows nothing about. He has somebody write a narrative for him, and he puts it in front of him, and he acts like he's the smartest guy in the room. That's the problem that I have. But what Hugo said was absolutely right. He goes, listen, you guys let nutballs, you know, Doug Montgomery or Dennis Montgomery, who says C, C, uh, uh, CPACs, uh, excuse me, uh, um, Packet captures. <laughs> PCAPs. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> he, he comes out and says, this is how they changed the election. And I'm looking at it when I heard it the first time, and I'm like, that's not how it happened. It's in the system. Anyone that's a, that's a, that understands system architecture knows just basic code that that's not a, that's not a, there's not a high probability that that's how it happened. Right? But we let these crazy people speak. And when the crazy people speak, and then you try to get into the gap, he goes, listen, it's exhausting. And he said, Joe, it's exhausting because it's so, it's so this all over the place, and everyone's trying to be the person that solves it, and at least the left stands together in their lies. He didn't say that. In credit, he did not say anything about left lying, right lying. He didn't say anything about that. He just said we lump people together, and because we can't get away from it, and we put everybody in the same bucket, it becomes really hard to separate. And so it's exhausting. So journalists like things that aren't exhausting. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So how do we, f how do we solve it? And so I think I found someone. I like Hugo. I like him. And I, mean, I spent 40 minutes on the phone with him just telling him what I thought. And I told him what I thought when I was in one. And he, to his credit, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't think he gave me permission to talk deeply into the conversation. But I... But he, he, he said, look, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I'm in D.C. I know that it's a thirst for power and authority and money. I, I see it every day because that's what I said. But I think that we'll have a better conversation with some of these more left journalists. I'm going to start having conversations with them. Why I not? think he's just trying to butter you up. I think he's trying to butter you up. Yeah, well, I mean, I went back and read probably 40 or 50 of his articles, and he's on the January 6th uh, um, deal, so he reports on the January 6th uh, shenanigans in D.C. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, at some it, point. It makes me nervous. Uh, it, it, they all make me nervous. Yeah. But I'd rather talk to him and say, listen, 
th this is what I'm seeing, right? And, 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 have, and find some journalists. Now, I've talked to like 40 or 50 journalists, and half of them, they lie right when they're staring at you. I went, we met with one. Oh, yeah. I mean, right when they're sitting with you, that, that attacked my family, right? Harassed my parents. I mean, it, it's crazy what has happened over the last, you know, six or seven weeks. And I'm, I'm waiting for the, 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 the bullshit to drop, right? I'm I've been checking. It. He hasn't, uh, he I hasn't don't dropped care. it, but I don't, I don't care. care. But, the, but, but the point is, is that they already said bad stuff about me. I mean, you got, you got what is it, Seth Abramson? Yeah. Behind a paywall? It's like, pay five bucks. And I was like, well, maybe I want to. And then I was like, no, but. No, I want to give you. I, I, give, I, I want to buy you. Don't cents. feed the geese. Buy a Starbucks it's like it's like it's like the, the signs at the park. <laughs> don't feed the geese. Well, no, if you want I the geese to go it, away. Don't feed them. <laughs> when it comes down to, it, I mean, so, and I, I know we're running out of time, uh, but we know there's bad actors. We know that there's these like just I, I call them psychopaths. I don't have my gavel right now, uh, but we know that they're trying to divide us. We know that they that they purposely try to spin everything. But a lot of these people, and I think it's in some ways the same thing as, as some of the young people that we've seen who've been given over to this ideology, they, they really believe it. A lot of them, they just don't understand how divided we've become. And I think, well, I'm just going to say this right now, I think what it comes down to is realizing that we are actually at war and we need to put the ego aside, yeah. just like we need to have happen yeah. in, in with like the Huttons and all, all these people who want to be the biggest schlong in the room. Uh, I, I didn't say the other word, so that Zach would know. Do we have to censor that? I don't no, know. No, I think we're fine. Okay. It's a, it's a rapper. <laughs> but, uh, Still, I mean, people, they need to put the ego aside. We need to realize that there is an attack going on against us, and we need to put all this, all this petty, you know, garbage aside and just realize, stand together, face the em enemy, and, and, you know, mar march on. Uh, because we, we don't have any time left. I mean, either on the election fraud, on the on the, the health effects, whatever we're talking about. But there's no more time left for our country to, to keep playing these petty games. Footsie. Yeah. Footsie. Footsie. I, I, treat, I treat the reporters the same way. In many cases, I treat cops. Now, I support cops. I don't support reporters. But I believe when, when a reporter asks you for a comment, there is nothing you can say that, that will be used in your favor. Anything you say can and will be used against you in some way, shape, or form. These liberal outlets are not going to help us. <laughs> right? They're not. I don't, want him, I don't even, want him to help us. I even if he wants us. to, his editor won't allow it. Yeah, but his see, editor see, won't I think allow that, it. So the Guardian has been a left-leaning publication for a long time, but they also brought things to the forefront that was not very popular with the left, and they have slowly moved people to a center position on understanding things that have happened in the Middle East, happened in Africa, things that were happening in Europe, uh, some of the some of the uh, degrading. Um, uh, environments that are happening in uh in the uk specifically so at some point you know i I'll, i will have conversations with them i don't trust them but but it doesn't matter trust them or not trust them they're going to write crap about me anyway so i'll just have a conversation with the ones that i i find yeah. that i can trust and i'll say here here's some information because we got some blockbuster information coming out next week so with that, the said, only caution I have is that many of these reporters are working hand in hand with the democrats and they're trying to get people on our side to say something, anything that they might not have intended to, so that the Democrats can use that to subpoena us and drag us before Congress. You mean the gallows? So we know that. Oh, no, just before <laughs> the committee, right? So, so just be careful because it's, it's in our law. Even if you think something's <laughs> innocuous or, or can't hurt you, they're asking the question for a reason, and they are not. They do not have our best interests at heart. Okay, so we're so out of time. I want to. We're, we're almost out of time. We're actually out of time, but I want to put this up really quick. This is the article, Mr. Producer. You saw the article. Um, Mike Lindell is such a clever guy. I think this is pretty awesome. So this is the Daily Beast, and he said, My pillow guy is seriously planning to drop pillows from the sky over Canada. And you'll know that his trucks were turned away at the Canadian border. So he got uh, so after his initial Tuesday shipment of my pillow products with the night entry into Canada, Mike Lindell told the Daily Beast that he intends to drop his pillows in Canada from a helicopter with little white parachutes attached. We need to get the my pillows to the people, he continued. And 2020 election dead enders refused to make a point to ensure Daily Beast noted that the report that the pillows will have little parachutes, adding, make sure that you put that part in or it could be dangerous. Uh, so, so Mike trolled the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast printed it. And so we yeah. went ahead and um, Dawn over at uh, uh, put together this meme. So I want to say thank you to her very, very much. First of all, I want to say thank you, Mike. You know, he is just a very generous, very amazing man. And I just, you know, please pray for Mike Lindell. Pray for my pillow. Support him. Buy as many pillows and blankets and shoes and sheets and anything else that you can get. Mattresses. Um, 
<laughs> they have coilovers. Too. I think I think it's funny that he was concerned the pillows might hurt someone if they hit terminal velocity. Yeah. So the pillows need a parachute. Yeah. Like, but the fact they printed it, he said, make sure you print that too, right? <laughs> but the funny part is, is so we have this we have this um, uh, meme that was developed. Go ahead and put it up, Mr. Producer. This is uh, drop into mypillow.com and get up to sixty six percent off. And this is this is a picture for the audio version of Mike jumping out of a helicopter with pillows tied to little parachutes. And then you have the um, truckers below. Um, so again, go to and what an infectious smile. <laughs> it, what an and you'll smile. notice that's really his smile. Mike Lindell's yeah. parachute has not opened. Yeah. He, yeah. they, he doesn't need it though. There's my pillows all, all yeah, around the got, ground. Yeah, there's all pillows. He's good. Pillows all over the ground. It's actually more effective than parachute. But you can use code. He's CD going for 21. a late open. You can use code CD21. That's Charlie David21. Go to checkout and buy a bunch of pillows. Guys, send me a pillow. I, I want seven thousand, eight thousand pillows to be sent to me. Send me my pillows. Send me as a gift. Send me my pillows. I'll take a my pillow. But use code CD21. All right, that's it. We're out of time. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. You can follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can follow Max at Max J. McGuire. You can follow me at Joe Oltman. Um, you can also uh, find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. You can find us on the audio version um, at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. Guys, hitting the, hitting the rumble button allows us to get past some of the censorship that we've had. We've been censored pretty much everywhere. It's pretty crazy where we've been censored. Um, share this a little episode plus with- sign. What's that? A plus sign. Yeah, a little idea. plus sign. Lots of people different. don't know what the rumble button is. It's a little plus symbol. Man, I don't, you got to get to the rumble and you got to share it. People, you got to share it. You got to be the ambassador of truth. I can't be the one for you. So we're going to get blocked. We got to break through the blocking um, that happens. So if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word freedom to 89517 and sign up for our text alert. Also, use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our facts blast and you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on right now. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily. My name is Joe Oltman. I'm Apollo. Still Max McGuire. Remember the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win oh, is if we all stand up and fight together. Hey-o. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>